It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. That is full body applause. We like full body. Full throated. Mm-hmm. I love that term, full throated. Welcome to the show. Oh, welcome to Done Being Single. Today, we talk about one of our favorite subjects. Your mother? No! Oh. We are going to talk about... Oh, my God. We no. are going to talk about, um, well, the question of the ages. To swipe or not to swipe. That is the question. Okay. See, I'm old, so when I think of the, the term swipe, I think steal. Oh is God. that not... No. Is that not what it's I don't think I've used that word since 1974. I swiped it. Right. right. When you actually did right. shoplift as a kid. Okay. I mean, yeah. I did. Did you? Yeah. I, swiped, I did swipe a few things in I my day. I swiped the pen from the girl behind me in class. Okay. You know, that's, well, that counts for swiping. But we are, we are not current swipers. In fact, we got out of the game just before swiping became a thing. Right. So yeah. it's a thing, but we were. So swiping has to do with what you do on a on a yes. On a mobile it's much device. faster now. It's so faster. It's left, like swipe right. I know about this. You've so. got even less than you know one point two seconds to decide whether you want to swipe left or right on someone. Whether someone looks cute, could be something intrigue, something attraction. And what would cause somebody to? want to pursue that well it's unfortunately so superficial because all you got when you're going that fast when you're swiping you only have looks to go on we've seen some fast swipers we have some fast swipers in our circle of friends yeah i'm surprised there's not a swipe finger such a (laughs) like a medical condition is like trigger finger swipe finger it's (laughs) like uh like um Whatchamacallit, you know, the thing you get in your wrist? What's that called? Carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel for, for four fingers. For four fingers. Well, <laughs> well that's another kind of finger. But, um, yeah, back in, you know, our dating days, um, we did not swipe, but we were online, and mm-hmm. I know and I remember very clearly what, what was a good profile, what stood out, and what, you know, made the cut. I don't think that anything's changed. Our guest today is the foremost voice on online dating, so she's going to kind of fill us in and bring us up to speed on what's what and what to look for, what to watch out for. All right, so what causes you to be interested in somebody when you see their profile? A nice picture, obviously. Two pictures, a few pictures. Well, okay, okay. it is so superficial. Okay, I, I'm going to just... To... Go ahead. When you have... A second to look at somebody because you're like a kid in a candy store at these sites, I think, right? There's just such a plethora of Pussy. choices. <laughs> Pussy plethora. <laughs> Isn't that a club down the street? That's the so, local strip right. club. So what's to make you stay on one person and say, oh, I like that. Okay, it's obviously going to be a picture. And it's an important thing to have as your profile. Yes. On your profile. Yes. It's the number one thing. It probably you is. You better have, you know, you better be attractive. But most this are. is, we're going to talk about this. This is one of my questions. 
So you, you know, to... if, what do people look for other than looks in a profile? And if you have that little time to make a judgment or a decision, geez, it's tough out there. You know, it's hard out there for a pimp. Is that the song? It, it could be. But... but it is. So you asked me a question. I'm going to give you my full-throated answer. Mm-hmm. What did I look for in a, in a profile? A few pictures, a close-up, I mean, a body shot, I guess, not that it mattered. I mean, I'm, you know, I wasn't looking for, like, here's, I'm going to say, a loofer igno. A loofer? No, like someone really, (laughs) that was the first name that came, you know, like a super muscular guy. I didn't care. Okay. Okay, that's what I was saying. I don't know why Lufrig now, but okay. You know, muscular, like a okay. okay, like a jock type guy. Right. Cute opener, like had some grasp of the English language for crying out loud. Beta had a, like a compelling opening statement. Maybe I'm asking too much here, but clearly was intelligent. Had maybe a sense of irony. Could laugh at himself. You could tell in the first opening words. I'm a little tough. You're asking a lot. I know, I know, I know. Glance at a but, you're, but you know, I, then it just, you know, got more and more. We drilled down after that. Okay. Okay. So could he speak? Could, did he have a command of the language? Was he decent looking? And this is all going through your head in five seconds. Funny. All of these things are happening. That, that's, yes. that, that's gotta be quite a profile picture. Well, see, I'm one of those people that actually takes the time. I took the time because okay. I really wanted to. I read. I'm a writer. This is what I do. Okay. I care about what's in between your ears. Mm-hmm. Then it was like the the fields. You'd fill out the fields. You know, the height, weight, income, religion, favorite foods, activities, blah blah blah. I didn't really care as much about that. I guess goals. Oh, this was very important to me. What their status was, their relationship status, divorced, separated, single. You know. Well, that should be something important. I hope, I hope people aren't on the site that are married, <laughs> looking. God, I had or, a few of those. Yeah, oh, oh, honestly. Oh were God, they, yes. They, they actually said married. No, they did not okay, say married. But you'll know, you'll know within a few text messages if they're married or not. Okay. So, so those are things I I looked for. What about you, Robbie? I thought a picture that was appealing to me, I don't care if it was appealing to somebody else, it had to appeal to me. And that's usually starts with the eyes. But I'm also looking for honesty. And I don't know how to glean that from a profile, but you just want to read what they're saying and believe them because I am a believer first. You have to show me that I shouldn't be trusting you for me to not believe you. So I'm going to believe you if you tell me something. That's how I am. So whether it's a picture and the age was off or... You're you're a very trusting person. I am. Because you know most of it's bullshit. But I'm trusting up until a point where I realize I don't trust this person. And then it's much more difficult for them to regain my trust at that point. Yeah. So yes, I am trusting. Well, eventually, like I said, in in the first few messages and then the first meeting, you'll know who you're dealing with. Okay, so like you, I also am a reader and a writer, and I want to know what's going on inside. Yes, the picture might tell a story. It might not tell a story. Give me an, a nice opening that wants me to delve deeper into that profile. Right. That, so that's important. That was important. I don't think people even get to that these days. It's so visual. It's so, unfortunately, very shallow. It is, and it's probably because our time is 
we consider our time to be so valuable that we don't want to waste time. And I don't blame people to not want to waste time because in retrospect, while we were dating online, not you and I, but while it was happening in the early days of online dating, we would waste time. We would waste valuable time writing somebody that we had met online and not taking it to a phone call or a meeting quickly. And we would waste days, weeks, possibly months before we schedule a meeting. And then once we met, I, I had that experience where I had nothing in common with this person. We mm -hmm. had great communication, mm -hmm. emails, whatever it was. Okay, but the profile was enough to right, grab you. But, so there was something in the profile and... But what I learned from all that was if you are interested in somebody and it's mutual, then it's so important that you set up a meeting quickly. I agree. And at that point, you know, because if you waste days and weeks and months communicating online only and maybe a phone call or so, maybe that's really the old school way of doing it. Hopefully people now are meeting quickly because you don't want to waste that type of time. I hope they're meeting quickly because the whole process is so, it's so designed to be quickly. Everything is just designed to be sped up and instant, instant gratification. And I think that's good. But there are people that jerk each other off online just because they love having to like, oh, this person's texting me and... I think that's a different side. I'm getting texting and I'm getting, I mean, I, you know, right? People, they just want their ego stroke. They just want to like have some chick texting them or some guy, All right. you know. Yeah. Between so, all this jerking and stroking ego conversation, uh, we have to go to a break. Okay, good. But we're going to come back with our guest, who is Julie Spira, who yeah. uh, is a return guest. She's a returning champ. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we are going to go to our first break, and we will be back with Julie Spira. I'm going to bring on our returning champ, Julie Spira. She okay. is. Yeah. She is America's top online dating expert and an award-winning dating coach and a best-selling author. She's the founder of Cyber Dating Expert and has been coaching singles on finding love online for 25 years. Oh, my God. That's right. It's been about 25 years, right? So. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, as a Los Angeles-based celebrity dating coach, Julie has clients from New York to San Francisco and from London to Sydney, and was named the Best Dating Coach of the Year in the 2017 iDate Awards. She's been featured in on over 1,500 media stories, including ABC's Nightline, Good Morning America, Today Show, CNN, E! Entertainment, and more. With over two decades of experience, Julie coaches singles from college age to the large population of baby boomers, yeah, who are looking for a first or second chance at love through a combination of online dating profiles, mobile dating apps, male etiquette, excuse me, email etiquette and social media sites such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Julie helps singles shorten their search to find their dream dates. Welcome, welcome back, Julie. Welcome, Julie. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Wow, what an intro. I thought it was a couple of those expectations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Julie, you've been listening in, and just tell us your thoughts on what we've already kind of covered, and then we're going to dive a little deeper. Well, here, here are my thoughts on swiping. I actually, believe it or not, have a service called swipingright.com, which you know helps people swipe without losing their finger that you're talking about. But people have what I've called this 
swiping fatigue. Like you talk about what happens when you just start to stare at the ceiling and you swipe right on everyone because you want to have a match. And then you get upset when creepy guys start writing to you. Well, because you weren't paying attention and you were swiping right on everyone just to get more matches and feel good about yourself. So it's time to sort of take a pause and look at these profiles were just swiping and that that wasn't happening people were swiping and then they were getting upset that they had bad dates or got ghosted and so uh, you have to take the time to read the profile and as you said Robbie look at the photos I mean if you're only as good as your worst photo so if one photo looks really fabulous and the rest don't well you know who's going to show up on the date the bad photo Uh that is true so how important is it to have a great photo it is the most important thing. I mean, think about buying a newspaper or a magazine. You buy a magazine because you like the picture on the cover, and there might be an interesting headline that kind of sucks you in to read the article, and you put down your 6 $7 to buy the magazine. Well, it's the same thing with a dating profile. If your profile photos don't make you look the best, and by the way, you can get dialed up on your date to look like your photos, but if you don't, and if you're posting like these silly photos with selfies and a bad hair day and you no know, makeup on, you aren't looking your best. Somebody's going to swipe left and you just missed out on the opportunity to meet somebody because you were lazy. Yes, I would say laziness is a problem. But maybe you're also unaware. Or, or not laziness, maybe. Laziness and um, that, that feeling where you're like, oh, you know, I want them to like me for me and I'm not going to put so much into this. Right, and there is an effort. And on the swiping apps, you know, you have a lot smaller space for your digital real estate. So you can only really write three to five sentences about who you are, what you're looking for. And, you know, you need to make them pop. I always put cute little, you know, these emojis in. Like I have like the house. It shows that, you know, I grew up on the East Coast. Then I have like a blue heart. Oops, that means I lean left politically. But I want that front and center so people can see a snapshot, a digital snapshot of me in a variety of different poses. And this is what I do with the singles I work with. I'm like, I want to see you dressed up. I want to see you hiking. I want to see you going to your favorite museum. And if you're lucky enough to go to Europe, please post a photo by the Eiffel Tower. Uh Right. Not in some hotel room. Well, (laughs) we don't know what's going on in that hotel room. The Eiffel Tower to the hotel room. That's a very uh, romantic evening. But then the question is, well, who are you there with? And what were you doing? And what happened to that person? Sounds like a Dateline episode. Yes. Uh, Okay, so, oh, can I just mention that one of my pet peeves? Bathroom selfies. Please, people. Well, what is up with the selfie thing anyway? Because I think we see women taking bathroom selfies. We see people, women, I'm sorry, I I don't see guys doing this. Uh, Women taking pictures of themselves in their car. Is it because they look in the mirror and they say, oh, my hair looks good, my makeup looks good, I'm going to take a picture and post that. But it's always the same picture of them in the car at the driver's seat. There's many pictures I see of this. So what? Yeah, but that, what's I up don't about know. That? That's that's their dating profile pictures. But but I think it? what happens is is they do that for Instagram, and since they already have the photo posted, whether they put it up on um, Snapchat or Instagram, they have the photo and they go, "This is really cute. Let me let me just slap it on my dating profile." You have nine photos or six photos. However, and, and that's pretty much it. And they better be really great. And if someone says this profile looks too good to be true because you're posing, you look great in every photo. Well, you know what? Maybe it's just somebody who took the time and effort to say, 
I want to be the best I can be in my profile because I want to meet someone who's going to appreciate the fact that I took the time to write something meaningful, quirky, witty. And oh, by the way, I did get my makeup done at Sephora before I got my profile photos taken by a photographer. There's nothing wrong with that. That's honest. Nothing wrong with that. Look your best. I think it's a great thing to admit. That's how it should be done. Quality, pictures, thought, effort, no indifference, no laziness. Okay, so let's go back to the fundamentals here. And what if you're not the most attractive person? How are you aware that you need a better photo if you don't have a friend that's either going to say, you know, I think you could improve upon this photo or someone's not telling you how, you know, I guess the gauge is I'm not getting dates. What's going That's on it. here? That's really it. I mean, 30% of women actually have asked for help in writing their profiles, either a friend or somebody professional. So most people show their dating profile, their Bumble app or their Tinder app um, photos to their friends. And they say, so what do you think? What do you think? And so, I mean, I critique these all the time, but people are doing it out in bars. Hey, I'm, I'm on uh, Bumble. Are you on Bumble? Yeah. Can I see your profile? Can I see your profile? And they're like, hey, dude, why do? Why are you wearing like sunglasses? What are you hiding? And then, so, so these are the kinds of things that are happening. People are doing this already. They're getting, they're getting another opinion. But if your date card's empty, yeah, you're doing something wrong. Maybe you've got a bunch of typos. Maybe you didn't write anything in your profile. And maybe you just really had a bad hair day. So go to the dry bar or someplace and get it blown out. Oh, my God. You said typos. That is just my, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a typo. Oh, my God. That, typos. Everything counts. Sunglasses. Bathroom selfies. Pictures that people post with other people, like former dates or girlfriends, and they cut them out, and there's oh, like a, there's great. still an arm right. there. You can see <laughs> the hanging arm, yeah. right? a hanging arm. arm. Just to see a lot of that, in, mostly in the Match.com days, we would see a lot of hanging arms. I think what's happened now is that people are just so glued to their mobile phones, and they're just so excited about taking pictures of themselves out and about that they do happen to have a lot of pictures, mostly selfies, but they do happen to have a bunch of pictures. The thing that's bothering me, and, and we're all guilty of this to a certain extent, is like, how perfect do you have to be? And why are you over filtering your photos? And so I'll look at some profile photos and yeah, I might touch up a little bit here and there, a little blemish, whatever. But if the whole thing looks so blurred out, like you've just, you're in portrait mode, it's so blurred out that it, it right. looks airbrushed, then it's disingenuous. What about changing up your photos? Periodically, I mean, you should probably refresh it every couple of weeks, I think, because these sites, I guess, people are always encountering the same. They get recycled. People. They get recycled. So it's nice to have a, a fresh photo up there every week or so. It's probably a nice thing to do. I think a really great and easy rule of thumb is to you have let's say you have seven photos up on your profile, is to just swap the order once a week. If you don't have time to get another fabulous photo taken, just rotate them. And by rotating them, someone who might have swiped left on you last week because maybe they didn't like that particular photo might see you in a different scenario and go, hmm, that, gee, she's cute. I think I'll swipe right. That's a great idea and very easy to do. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here in the, the questions, but it kind of begs the question, which is what do, let's start with men, okay? What do men look for in a profile other than looks in your um, experience? <laughs> they do look for looks. They, men typically have a type 
And if they're looking for brunette, they're looking for brunette. They're looking for blonde, they're looking for blonde. They're always saying that they're looking for somebody super fit. But at the end of the day, when they meet them out and about, if they like their personality, it really doesn't matter if they're 10 pounds overweight. You know, you can, you know, cook meals together and go on a diet together. But men are mostly physical and they're so afraid that the women aren't going to look like their profile photos. And, and they already have it in their head. How old is she really? Because women want to fit into a search. I had a client last week who said she just turned, I think she's 59. She didn't like the fact that she was 59. And she asked me if she could become 57. And I said, what for? You know, you're still under 60. You still fit into a search. The same person who is going to connect with you at 59 will connect with you at 57. But they'll be happier that you're telling the truth. So true. Oh, my God. Honesty is... I say it all the time, it's sexy. But what you just said though, Julie, is about the search and how much of what people are doing is all about feeding into what the search requires. And I don't wanna be out of the realm of ages that I wanna meet, I wanna, I wanna stay within this certain age group. So how do you combat that? I agree with you that honesty is the best policy. Um, I mean, that's in your head and not in your heart. So, for example, I, I went to a, a match mixer a couple of years ago, and this really great guy I was talking to, he was adorable, and I think he was about 35, 38. And he started telling me about his ideal woman, and she had to be between 23 and 26. And I went, she can't be 27? Oh, no, she has to be between 23 and 26. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know, I said, look around here and t show me somebody that you might be interested in. And he points out a woman. And I said, would you ever go up to her and go, hey, you know, you're really cute. By the way, how old are you? No, she's just your type. And it doesn't matter that she's 32 and not 26. So I think these numbers are just ridiculous. Because again, you don't go out in public and meet someone that you connect with and ask them their age in the first five seconds. Yes. Well, this is the nature of the beast of online dating is that there's so much bad behavior that people, or just everything that's that you could not do IRL, they do online, like age discrimination and like what that man said, like, oh, well, online, she's gotta be between 23 and 26, but if, if you happen to meet someone out- That you was know, not a man, that was a- Man boy. Adult, yeah, man boy. <laughs> man child. Yeah, you know, it's all different once it's real I have, I have in a, life. I have a weird concept. Why not do away with the filters? the age filter and just put yourself out there. Obviously, if you're in your 30s, you don't want 75-year-old guys hitting on you because they will if they don't see that there's a filter keeping them from hitting on you or seeing you. But at that point, you either acknowledge or you don't. And is this, am I way off base here? Is this no, you're that... not off base. What's happening is so many people are having anxiety attacks about their age that everyone's profile has an age that ends in a nine mm -hmm. only because they can't just stomach the fact that they're about to have a big birthday and go from three to four or four to five or above and above. You know, this idea is brilliant. I have recommended this to dating sites and they told me it would never work. I said, why can't we just select by demographic? We do this in all these types of advertising and research right. studies. Why can't we say 18 to 34, 18 right. to 24, 25 to 34? Or, or 20 to 40, 30 to 40, or 30 or 40 to, 50. to 50. Right, exactly. Have a little bit yes. wider net. Right. But then you right. may, if you're 52, you're not part of that 50 group. Maybe you want to date 
women or men younger. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I think ageism is just as as obnoxious as looksism. I think it's the worst it's thing. It's really on bad. It. It's just it's just bad and it practice. Goes both ways. And it goes both ways. It that, does. For instance, there's a woman that I know who just started dating online. Unfortunately, her boyfriend of many many years passed away. And she hasn't been single in a really long time. So she's got an age that starts with a six, but it's in the lower half of the sixes. And she only wants to date guys in their 50s who are really good looking, really fit, and have a lot of money. And I'm like, well, they're dating 10 years younger. They're not going to be interested in 60-something woman who's a little out of shape and is looking for a meal ticket. So you know, you're being unrealistic in your expectations. And if you were with somebody 10 years older before, you know, why can't you date somebody a similar age to yourself or five to 10 years up and five to 10 years down? I mean, let's be realistic about it. I mean, I had a really tough time with the age thing up until this year. And this year I had this sort of come to age moment where I'm like, oh, it's really okay to be my age because I didn't want anybody to know for a really long time. And it's mostly the women, but now I'm finding men lying about their age because they're trying to attract younger women right. and they feel that, well, a younger woman doesn't want to take care of a guy that might get sick or can't work out and can't keep up with them. Yep. And so this is really a dilemma. The age thing is going to always be a dilemma. And I vote for putting it in by 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50. Amen, I, I sister. I love that idea. And I want to hold that thought because we're going to come back with more from Julie Spira. And we are back. You know what I, I care less about one's age than I do about their astrological sign. Tell me what you care less si- about their age. Than yeah, I don't about. care how old you are, but I'm much more interested in, in what what your birthday is. That's just me. Okay, so that would be something important for you to put on your profile is your astrological yeah, oh yeah. sign. Yes, because you want to attract somebody that is into I'd astrology. Like to, I, I, no, I just like to know. Kind of, it just filters a little bit more for me. Without knowing their age, I don't need to. Know. I don't need to know their but age. But do, do you advise that that's something you want to put on your profile? I would. You would. Yeah. So you'd say I'm an Aquarian and a bum. And, you know that you're a Gemini. I that really helped your, that helped you a lot. Wait, wait, wait. He's a Gemini. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, yes, and so am I. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, May twenty fifth. Oh, okay. But it did, it, I'm. I'm. I'm a Gemini too. Oh There's my a, God! I knew there was. There are a lot of us you. in this what, conversation. Yes. Where, what, that's what's funny. your birthday? Oh, my birthday's in May. It's the end of May, Memorial Weekend. Excellent. I get to have a lot of fun on right my birthday every birthday. year. Excellent. Well, I'm an Aquarius, so yes. we all get along, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you want to know what the animal, the Chinese animal. Well, that, that helps are. too. But that's but then you give your your age away. But so anyway, but that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so can we just talk about red flags and green lights? Okay, I, I mentioned a few of my my red flags. Not they're not really. There's more pet peeves than red flags. Here's a big red flag for me. When someone says, no drama, no drama, please. I have enough drama. I don't need your drama. Drama zone, drama free zone over here. Yeah, so go find a mannequin somewhere, all right? Because there's no human being that doesn't have drama in their life or hasn't encountered drama. So to say that, I'd like to look at you, but I really don't want to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your shit and, well, your, and your kids and your yeah, ugly divorce or your crazy ex. Oh. I mean, whatever that, whatever falls under the umbrella of drama it's not just an attitude about you know oh, i'm looking for somebody perfect and i only want to have a happy time on a date with you so if you had a bad day at work don't tell me it's it's also about these cliches these dating profile cliches and 
Drama-free happens to be one of them. And it's a joke because, you know, we don't get to where we are in life without having been hurt or devastated in a breakup or been in a car accident or lost a job or whatever it is. And again, of course, having your heart broken. It's happened to just about everyone. So whether you had a bad divorce and your husband's not paying support or whether, you know, you've got an out-of-control dog and somebody doesn't want to hear about it or a rental problem, that's part of real life. And you need to talk to your partner about things that are happening in your life because you need to be with someone who's going to support you on your journey. And if that basically says, I'm not going to support you, don't tell me about your day at work and your struggles, and don't tell me about um, the problem you're having with your neighbor. I want to be with someone that I can say, oh my God, the neighbor's dog wouldn't stop barking while I was in the middle of a media interview. And I just want someone to say, it's okay, Julie. (laughs) Yeah. I think that drama is just a part of life. And, And anybody that puts no drama is hoping to attract somebody that also says, oh yeah, I don't want drama either. And what happens when these two people get together is they're going to talk about all the things that are not dramatic in their lives, but it's futile. I just find it to be just really dumb. I want drama. Give me real life. Give me. I know, but on the first date, everybody's on good behavior because your goal of a first date is really simple. Get to a second date if there's chemistry. That's all you need to do on a first date is like each other enough to put a second date on the calendar, on the spot. Bring out your phones at the end of the date and put another specific day and time and place to meet. And that's it. So you can't like unload the heavy drama about losing your job or a a relative being sick in the hospital uh, on the first date. You have to bring your best version of you. But if by the sixth date, you know, you're perfect all the time, you know, you're probably going to be boring. So how's this? No drama on first dates. No, that's bad. That's bad? Don't even put that word anywhere. But don't say that word. Save don't. the drama for the second and third date. Just don't no. say don't it. Don't say I, it. Okay. It's a certain I form agree. of dating I etiquette. Agree. And dating yeah. etiquette says, put your best foot forward on that first date. Yeah, I mean, the- But who is putting this down on their profile? What kind of people are actually putting down no drama? A lot. What? The same people who say they want to go, they, they love beach walks. The same people who say that they can go from jeans to tuxedo. Gag me. And so so people come to me and they say, every profile looks the same. They all look the same. You have to be unique. There needs to be something about your spirit that can come out of this two-dimensional, open your app, see a still photo. And and that comes from being, you know, having an interesting photo that's different than, than your LinkedIn profile photo and having something quirky. Like one person said she put in her profile that, you know, she loves mustard on her sandwiches. I mean, one guy showed up on the first date with a jar of mustard. Aww. I mean, it showed that he paid attention. I mean, it was silly, but it was clever. Was it French's or Grey Poupon? Because then you have to go. Excuse me. Do you have any Grey Poupon? But that's adorable. Do you remember the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza was, he was going to just try being honest. And women loved it. And it seemed like, what a great concept. It's working for me, right? So somebody should say, I love drama. I hate walks on the beach. Right. Not a dog person. And I just have some fun the, with the, it that the, way. Just the contrary. The, go the opposite. Go contrary. the opposite. I think That's... there's a dating app for that. It's called Haters. Oh, really? Right, Julie? Have you heard right, of it? Right, Hater. But you know, it hater. didn't really go very far because nobody wants to be with a hateful person. Right. Yeah, it, was based on your, it was based on your mutual dislikes. Yeah. But you can be witty and funny and nobody comes to me or to you or anyone and says, I am super excited about going on three dates a week from 452 weeks 
because I joined a dating app. They're basically saying, please tell me I only have to do this for one week or one month. But they don't want to sign up for a lifetime sentence of going on rotating one and done dates. Yeah, true. But, you know, sometimes you got to kiss a lot of frogs. I just would like to say my last closing thought on drama, okay, to our listeners out there. You may be tempted to include that in a profile. You may be tempted to say it on a date. Please do not listen to Julie. Listen to me. Because drama is life, okay? Shit happens. And the shit isn't really all that bad. If you think about it, it makes you a human. It gives you depth. It gives you character and texture. It gives someone to sink their, something to sink their teeth into. And I find it to be a bonding experience, something that actually sort of a kindred spiritedness in someone who's gone through some, you know, some shit. So that's it. That's all I want to say. It can be extremely compelling and attractive. Well, I think I'd like to add to that, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, is that in order to fall in love, you have to be vulnerable. And if you're on all the time and you can't let your vulnerable side show up on a date, you're not really going to have a deep relationship. So be real, be genuine, say you're sad if you're sad on a particular day and let someone, you know, be your crutch. As long as it's not the first date. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, okay, so we talked about some things. What are some red flags to watch out for on dating profiles? I think some of the red flags are really bizarre to me, but that's like no photos or like one photo only or a photo of someone that looks like a stock photo of some hunky model. When I do a Google image reverse search find out that it's stolen from some other mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. so i think that you know somebody that is lazy and doesn't fill out that real estate and doesn't fill out their about me and interesting things caption their photos then there's something wrong that they're not interested in a serious relationship if they're not going to post photos in the profile the other thing that bothers me is when they post pictures like in front of like a Ferrari or a private plane all right like whose car oh, is it anyway you know I, I mean you know, you're just grandstanding or showboating and mm-hmm. it's just a real turnoff I mean I don't really care that somebody has a Ferrari because I'm sure it's in the shop all the time with a really expensive you know repair <laughs> bill <laughs> I have a question if I could piggyback on to Robbie's question what are some dead giveaways that someone is either a player, a jerk, or a gold digger. Mm, player, jerk, or gold digger. We've got a lot of different different people. It's so interesting. I, I an article of mine came out uh, just today about the eight types of men to avoid in online dating. And I think you pretty much nailed it. When someone is not interested in a relationship, or they're seeing someone else. Uh, you will never get Saturday night. So if you start dating somebody and you're going out three, four, five times, but it's always Wednesday night or Thursday night, Mm. every once in a while Friday night, but somehow there's always a conflict on Saturday, they're in a relationship. They have a steady girlfriend or boyfriend that they're probably on their way out with, but they have still reserved that sacred night of Saturday with. So you might get Sunday night, you might get Friday night, you might get Wednesday night. But if you're not getting Saturday at some point, someone else is, and you're in rotation. Can, can guys tell immediately on, on a woman's profile if she's a gold digger or, you know, what she's really looking for, like a sugar daddy? I mean, if, even though I know that there are actual dating sites dedicated to sugar daddies, and right? 
like millionaire. Oh, yeah, those are, those are the sites where people say, um, I need help with my tuition if you'd like to have a <laughs> okay, so not, date. Right, right, not those. Steady date. You know, as far as, as, you know, the money side of things, it's really hard. I mean, every guy doesn't want a woman to desire him just because he's financially secure. Yet every man who says, I'm looking for somebody that's fit and fun, with no drama, of course. There are women that are saying, I'm looking for somebody funny, with great sense of humor, who is financially secure. So financially secure and hot body are sort of like these measuring sticks in people's minds of what they are dreaming to find and connect with online. Okay. I can't believe people actually write that. Oh, they do. Financially secure. Oh, God. Important stuff. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. That's, That's kind of tasteless to me. All right, we are going to go to our third break. Okay. And we'll be right back with more from Julie Spira. I have a burning question. Burning? Yes. Because huh. I, I, I just think this is a huge problem. Swiping is, it's like a drug. It's the new drug. You get addicted to it. You can't stop. You pull out your phone any chance you can at a red light wherever you can't stop. How do you stop this from becoming obsessive? It is obsessive and and it's exactly, it's a gamification of dating and trying to connect with someone. It's very hard to connect when you're in this gamification mode. And if you're always in the position where, like even if you're on a date and someone goes to the restroom, you pull out your phone to see who's like, and you swipe on 10 more people or you see if anybody swiped on you and wrote you a message so you can have dessert with someone else. It's rude, but it's happening all of the time. And so I always tell people, you need to take it like a day off. Some people need to take a week off, but sometimes you need a timeout from the swiping to just sort of have a leap of faith and try going on multiple dates with the same person and see if you connect. You will not connect if the moment you get home, you pull out your phone and you go back on Bumble or Tinder and you start swiping and then go to sleep hoping that you're gonna wake up to all these fabulous new matches. It's a vicious cycle, it's a hamster wheel and it it won't help you fall in love. No, and I, I find that to be so detrimental to one's ability to really find a relationship because you're going to find you might like this one aspect of this person and then this person that you're also communicating with well i like the way he looks at me and this one i like the way she kisses or whatever it is so it's what happens is that you never are going to be satisfied with one person because you are that kid in a candy store and you your ego gratification that comes when you are being shown interest it's a real hard drug to give up. Yeah, that is. is a real hard addiction, I, I would think, to it, stop. It, I think swiping prevents people from being present. They're not present. They're not with you. They're not involved and engaged. I mean, even when I go out with some friends, they're constantly checking their phones. I don't know exactly what they're looking at, but I think they're checking their, their apps. And I feel like it's so bad for the soul when you're that attached to it. How many times do you go out to a restaurant, you see a family of four dining at a restaurant, and they're not talking to each other because everybody's staring down at the table. Hopefully not swiping. moving on the phone, and no one has a conversation anymore. So you you need to toss out that phone. It's not an accessory when you're on a date. And by all means, please do not go to the restroom and pretend to have to go just to swipe a few more times. But on a positive side, I mean, I have a cousin, yay, who got married this past weekend. Congrats. um, To a guy she met on Tinder. 
And they had a beautiful wedding in Miami. I, I couldn't make it because I couldn't be in three cities at once. But she met him, and he's just such a fabulous guy. And, you know, she's got major health problems. She's young. She's in her 30s. And, you know, there were a lot of guys that would have never, ever gone out with her because of the health problems that she had and the number of times she's been hospitalized. But they had this fairy tale wedding and they bought a house already and they're just having so much fun together. And yes, they swiped right. They met on Tinder. But the fundamental thing, and it's not about going to a restaurant and seeing this happen. It is, as Trevor was saying, your soul, when, when you have this innate need for ego gratification, when you come home from a date, when you come home from work, and you just spend hours looking and enjoying people that are showing interest in you, that's a really hard thing to give up. It and, is. And it how is are you going to settle with one person? It's an addiction because you get used to it, and you go to sleep at night, and you know you brush your teeth, you take off your makeup, you stick on your nighty, you put your little nightlight on, you go and hop into bed, and that phone is right next to you like it's a teddy bear. It's either on the counter or in bed with you. And before you go to sleep, it's like, let's take one last look and mm. see who's online. Right. And so I think it really, I think it disrupts your sleep. Um, and it certainly makes it very difficult to remain connected to any one person because if you meet somebody great and then they're swiping to look for somebody like an inch better, then you wonder why, what did you do wrong on your date that they didn't call you back? You didn't do anything wrong. They're addicted to swiping. It's the paradox of choice, too. Have you heard of that saying? Right. Where yeah. there's I mean, so much okay. choice, yeah, where there's so much choice that you get crippled, that you're crippled. It cripples you. Cripples you can't you. even make a move. You can't make a, you can't make a decision. I I just worry for this generation. You know, we are a little on the older side. It's not generational. But I think I will, that people it, that are our no, age our are age becoming too, single too. That it just ultimately disconnects you from from life and living and engaging and being aware and mindful. It just it makes me very nervous. It's very self-defeating ultimately to be that attached to your phone and your apps. And I think ultimately you will be lonely. Yes, ultimately it means no, really no, lonely. don't say that. I because won't... here's the thing: almost forty percent. The number is actually thirty-nine percent of couples met um, through online dating. Okay, and and that's the number one way that people are meeting in today's time. Number two is what their preference is. I'd like to meet someone from a friend. Well, guess what? That number came in at twenty percent. That's half. So if twenty percent are meeting through friends, these are couples in a relationship, and. 40% are meeting online, you need to be able to master online dating and make it manageable. Manageable. And it's really a time management thing. Operative word here, uh, manageable. Obviously, we, we don't want people to be lonely. We, we want people to be able to put the phone down, engage with the person you're sitting across from, or just, get to know them, go on a couple of dates, and then make your decision mutual. Is it good? No. Is it progressing? Is it not what I want? It is what I want. I enjoy it. There's something there. And put the other people aside that are writing you right now. There has to be a, even a virtual commitment that you can make with somebody to break this addiction. Yes. Look, Julie, you know, sometimes, yeah, the, the planets do align and you do meet someone online. I mean, Robbie and I met on Facebook. It's not exactly online dating, but, you know, it, we did not meet IRL. So thank God for, for technology. It does work, and it's beautiful when it does work. And I know a lot of couples that met 
on dating apps who are really super happy. What I'm saying is the compulsiveness, the compulsive nature of it. That it 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 has it really could lead to desperate thinking, and as Robbie said, ultimately feeling empty. That you know, there's all this choice. And I'm so attached to it. What am I going to do without it? So why am I home alone on a Saturday night if I have so many choices? I mean, that's a big question to ask. And the emptiness, though, causes you to have to go back online and satisfy your ego by seeing somebody who's attracted to you. And so it really perpetrates itself to become like a, you, you can't break. How do you break this circle? How do you break this pattern? Yeah, I think the pattern of bad behavior, I mean, it, it, and this is for another show, but the pattern of bad behavior extends to what happens when you decide you're not interested in that person anymore. Well, I'm going to ghost them because I, you know, why do I have to say goodbye after six dates? And so we have all this bad behavior of like 90% of millennials have ghosted someone or been ghosting. And so as a result, relationships start online and they're ending abruptly with no closure. And that to me is the sad part. It's sad and it's really the cowardly way out, but how do you teach people to have some class intact and do the right thing? I mean, you just assume that people would spare someone's dignity, but I guess they don't. They don't want to drink spilled in their face or to be hung up on the phone. You know, as I said earlier, and you just said it, it's like online dating is just the wild west of bad behavior. You get away with so much more online than you would in real life. I just, I don't know, just saying that. Well, okay. There are so many things that we could be tackling about this online, and I think we need Julie back for uh, you know another few segments, which would be great. Yes. But Julie, it's time to wrap up the show. So tell us how we can find you online. Well, um, social media, please follow me. I'd love to stay in touch at Julie Spira on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. My page is cyberdatingexpert.com is my blog. And that's where you can sign up for the free weekly flirt dating advice newsletter. And oh, by the way, I'm writing a book. Um, It should be out uh, by Valentine's Day. And it's called Love in the Age of Trump, How Politics is polarizing relationships. We love that subject and tackle it often. Oh my God, come back for that episode. Can't have enough of that. Wait, here it comes. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Okay, very good. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) on that note, ouch, yes. uh, That's enough. Okay, so Julie, thank you for being on the show again. Great to have you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're one of our faves. We love you. I love you. And I love you. I love you. And we are done being single. Yes, we and are. oh, and if you want to, geez, follow us at yes. done being single everywhere. Yes. And you if you got questions or dating dilemmas, relationship problems, everything and anything that we talked about today, email us please at Treva and Robbie at done being single. You could also find me and learn more about my coaching services at trevabrandonsharf.com. Excellent. Everybody have a great week. Julie, thank you again. And we will be back with another show next week. Bye-bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends, Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.